it has some truths in it. And it's intriguing by the former Linjiru. Yes, I, I got a, a book to so wonderful the way I did. I, I saw Dr. Professor Gara Kabaji uh, was in the book launch of, uh, of Linjiru. And then I read, I read a little bit in the newspaper, I think the two, the excerpt of it, I think two Sundays or two, two weekends. And I, I said, I must have this book. I told Tina, I must read this book. I was so excited to read it. Then, a few days later, I, I don't remember how long, I see Professor Gara Kabaji uh, is, is the guest for the book launch of uh, Linjiru. I said, Dr. Miriam, tell Professor I want that book. Now, that's the privilege of being a pastor. You understand that? <laughs> and, and then, uh, Dr. Miriam Kabaji, she said, sure, Pastor. He said he will. I think they were in Western. So they came to, got in touch with Linjiru, and they got to Nakuru, and Linjiru just took it and just wrote, Pastor Davis Kimori, da, 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 read this book and all that. I thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's from the horse's mouth. Hot from the oven. But anyway, if you can read it, it's wonderful. But look at this. The whole plan was actually to cause chaos. Because naturally, there's no intention of President Moy, according to Linjiro, to ever, uh, to, of the vice president to ever become president. If you didn't know that, I think in 1976 or so, the plan had begun to change the constitution. And I think Charles Njonjo intervened and stopped that. Know your history. That's my point. Be knowledgeable. Is that so, sir? Yeah, really. Knowing those things is so important. It really, uh, listen, the Lord will use some of those things to enable you out, to quicken you for prayer, to show you accuracy. In fact, he had been, they say that he had been humiliated many times, many times as being the vice president by people who surrounded Mzee Jomo Kenyatta. But listen this, when God is for you, against all odds, it will, he'll make it happen. And he became the president for 24 years of Nyayo era. And I partook of the milk. No wonder I'm the president. <laughs> let's go to the scriptures. So that's very important for us to be able what? to pray for peace. Now, let's go to the scriptures now, having said all that. I want to establish all that I've said from, uh, the, on, from on the foundation of the scriptures. I will read some scriptures from uh, the Old Testament, and then we come to the New Testament. But let's start from First Chronicles chapter 22. Principles don't change. Principles don't change. God has never changed. Okay, uh, Second Chronicles, did I say, no, no, did I say what? First Chronicles or Second? First Chronicles, sorry. Let's go to First Chronicles, chapter 22, I want to read several scriptures here. Now David had prepared himself, he wanted to build the house. I hope you remember the story and the, the house of God. And uh, he told uh, Nathan the prophet, and Nathan the prophet said, go ahead, do it. 
But then the Lord spoke to him, and he came back and told David, no, not you. But look at this. Let's start from verse 5. Now David is saying, then David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent. Famous and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make preparation for it. So David made, made what? Abundant preparations before his death. Then he called his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Look at verse 9. Behold, that was prophetic. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be what? A man of rest. Very important for building. Very important for building. A man of rest. And then he says this. From all his enemies all around, his name will be Solomon. Do you know what the name Solomon means? Huh? Okay, you don't know. Uh, I had a thousand shillings too out of my generosity, but it seems like it will stay in my pocket. But the, 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 the name, remember, look at this. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest, and I'll give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be called Solomon, which is peaceful. Peaceful. That's the meaning of that name, Solomon. Who gave that name? God. Do you know it's God who gave the name of John the Baptist? Huh? Not John the Baptist, the Baptist, he didn't give Baptist, Baptist people said it because he baptized. You understand? But the name John came from him, the name Abraham came from him, the name Sarah came from him. We'll get some new names in heaven. Amen. If you are called Mangombe, I don't think you'll be called Mangombe in heaven. Mangombe means Mtuangombe. You understand? We'll get some new names in heaven. There are some names that will be left here. We'll get some new names, thank God. His name shall be Solomon, for I will give him what? Peace and quietness to Israel in his days. Okay? He shall do what? What follows next? He shall build a house for my name. Peace and rest is so critical in a nation for building and prospering. For building and prospering. Don't ever forget that principle. And use it in your own personal life. Peace and rest is so critical in a nation. Since you are speaking to an, about a nation. In a nation for building and prospering. So it says he shall build a house for my name. And he shall be my son. And I will be his father. I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and may you do what? May you prosper and build the house of the Lord your God as he has said to you. 
That's important. That's why if you, you listen to... No, I won't say that yet. I'll go ahead. Okay, look at this. Let's go to First Kings chapter 4. Still King Solomon. Chapter, first Kings chapter 4, verse 20. Huh, time goes so fast here. Ah, oh, praise God. Times go, time goes so fast when I'm preaching and when I'm sleeping. I've noticed those two. I'm preaching and sleeping. Now, now look at this in verse 20. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and rejoicing. Hey, when do you do the eating, the drinking and rejoicing? When there's peace and rest. When there's peace and rest. So Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river, from the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Now Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores. I found that I lived with a certain brother in the 90s, and for the first time I knew that they'll say korokorombili. So then I think happened to Alipate yo korokoro. Yeah. Is, 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 that, is that a Luya word? Yeah. Because I say, uh, oh my goodness, that brother. So we live together. I had two brothers from the Western. Two of them live in the same house. So he, um, you know, from the coast, I didn't know the language. And he says, Nimepata unga korokorombili. Say, what, what is korokoro? You know what? <laughs> so I found it actually is, is from here. Koros. Kok. <laughs> Cores of fine flour, 60 cores of meal, 10 fatted oxen, 10, 20 oxen from the pastures, and 100 sheep besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fall. How many? When? Once a week or during Christmas? Look at verse 22. Verse 22. When was, was, was that happening? Daily. Goodness, what a place when your servants working in such a place is busy. You slaughter every day. Just think about this uh, 30 cores of fine flour, 60 cores of meal, 10 fatted oxen, 10. 20 oxen from pastures and 100 sheep. Besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted foals. Every day. Now that takes rest. That's really rest. <laughs> Every day. Look at this. Look at verse 24. For he had dominion over all the region on this side of the river, from Tipsha even to Gaza, namely over all the kings of the side of the river, and had what? He had peace on every side all around. That is the environment for Billy. See this next scripture, what it says. And Judah and Israel dwelt what? Safely. These are tribes. Of course, ten tribes versus two tribes. Uh, each man under his vine and his fig tree from Dan as far as Beersheba all the days of Solomon. That is That is rest for Billy and prospering. 
and you know how much he built. Go read in your own time how much he built because of this peace who had given him God. God did that to him. Now then, and his wisdom is amazing. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 14. I want to read a bit from about King Asa. 2 Chronicles 14 from verse 1. Asa made some mistakes, but he was a righteous king. Every one of them made mistakes just like you and I. Look at verse 2. Oh, let's start from verse, verse 1. So Abijah rested with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David. Then Asa, his son reigned in his place. In his days the land was quiet for 10 years. Look at other kings. The turmoil that they had. Every king that came in and started seeking the Lord. And to keep the commandments of the Lord according to the law of Moses, which actually is the word of God, they had peace and they prospered. People like King Jehoshaphat, Josiah, and, and on, 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 and there are several. There are some that is so sad, a person like King Ahab is so sad to have had him as a king. We want our nation to be in peace. We want rest. Probably that's how it prepares you also to have your lands and, and buildings and on and on and on and on. When that peace is in the nation. Now look at this. Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden, wooden images. Now, re remove again the political thinking. All right? Let's, let's look at the scriptures as one people in God, okay? It's amazing. It's amazing. I was told. And, and, and I think I sent for the clip. You remember when the president met with, uh, when he was elected and he met with people at uh, uh, Kahanda Mangreshe State House. And then at some point he told, I think there were many ministers and all that, and say, just go around and Rabashanda, Rabashanda, remove all these idols around. Did, did, you, all, did you all see that? Yes. Now, I'm not talking about your political affiliation here. I'm talking about the, the, the word of God, okay? Now, now look at this. Those things have a way. Listen, no king in his reign is perfect. But those things have a way of opening the door for levels of the will of God to happen in the nation. They do. They do. Why is that, that? When the heart is turning towards the Lord and there is God, there is reverence and all that, there is something that happens there. God can work with that. Let me, let me give you a scripture over here. Uh, let me say something. Uh, let me see if I'll find, find it. Where is this, Lord? Help me. Yes, it should be in, in Kings. Uh, yes, it should be in Kings. Let me, let me read something here so that again to help you uh, a moment uh, just over here Ahab was a wicked king he was wicked in fact he was so wicked and he says because of the influence of his wife Jezebel 
But then I saw something. Lord, help me to get this. Remember Naboth was murdered? Huh? He wanted a garden. Uh, and, and it's so sad. Uh, he wanted a garden of Naboth. Just a vineyard. It was next to the palace. And he asked Naboth, and Naboth said, No, God forbid that I may sell the inheritance of my father. Of my fathers. The Bible says Ahab went back to the temple sullen and sad. I'm, I'm telling you, that's that. Then, then, then uh, uh, Jezebel came to the house and said, What's wrong with you? Huh? And said, Oh, I, I told him. And all Naboth to sell me. And, and I'm telling you, look at the scriptures. Read your own time. I say, you'll get that land. Like, I mean, he was like, it's a spoiled boy being a king. And, and then um, Jezebel took, wrote letters, put the signature of Ahab and said, go down there, call a big meeting and set Naboth in a high table. A place of honor. Then get some two scoundrels that start saying he has blasphemed God, he has blasphemed God, and stoned him to death. They did that. And they killed him. And he was, uh, Jezebel was told now, he's, he's dead. And then he went to, to Ahab and said, now go get the land. As he headed there, he meets with, uh, with Elijah, the prophet. And, and the curse is pronounced of them dying, oh my goodness, let me see, over here. Uh, look at verse 17, 1 Kings 21, 17. Oh, I pray, uh, I hope we'll, I'll do quickly so that you can pray. I have a lot of things. Listen, the Lord, then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who lives in Samaria. There he is in the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone down to take possession of it, you shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you murdered and also taken possession? And you shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, dogs shall lick your blood, even yours. That's a curse. But see, the mass of God. So I have said, Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? And he asked, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring calamity on you. I will take away your posterity and will cut off from Ahab every male in Israel, bond and free. I will make your, bill, your, your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. You need to read about Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. He was a wicked king. Who God has given, had given him an opportunity to make him such a glorious king. He gave him the same words that he spoke to David. When he split the kingdom, ten tribes were given to him for, for the son of Solomon, Rehoboam. And two tribes were still given to David and his seed. But, but Jeroboam made such oh, idolatry departing from God. He was evil. So, listen to this. Every descendant of Jeroboam, the castles upon them, they were all completely removed from the earth. Wow. That's what I was talking about, the fear of the Lord this past Sunday. Now look at this. Is this making faith? Yes. Now look at this. 
I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasham, the son of Ahijah, because of the provocation which you have provoked me to anger and made Israel. And concerning Jezebel, the Lord also saying, the dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. The dogs shall eat whoever belongs to Ahab and dies in the city, and the birds of there shall eat whoever dies in the field. We should never accept such curses in our family. We have been redeemed from the curse. Whether it was there generations before, we should never accept. Listen to this. We should never accept unnatural deaths in our families. But look at this, verse 25. But there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the, son of the, Lord, uh, in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. And he behaved very abominably in following idols according to all that the Amorites had done with whom the Lord has cast out before the, the children of Israel. But look at verse 27. Now uh, you have hope of every prayer that you've prayed by the will of God to be answered because of what follows in the next scripture. Listen to this. So it was when Ahab heard these words that he tore his clothes and, and put sackcloth on his body and fasted and laid in sackcloth and went about mourning. Look at verse 28. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishibite saying, See how Ahab has, Ahab has humbled himself before me. Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the calamity in his days. In the days of his son, I'll bring the calamity on his house. What? What? God Almighty is attracted by humility. A wicked king like Ahab, God says, I will not do it in his time. He fasted and what? He humbled himself, fasted and prayed. Your prayers are being answered. Amen. Oh, that's enough to encourage you, my goodness. But I want you to see something here, then I'll we'll go another direction. Oh Lord, will I find this? Help me. Ahab died, and then uh, oh, anyway, that's fine. I think it's okay. All right. <laughs> I, I wanted to, you to see something of. Let me see. Can be praying in tongues. It's like our little children in the, in the vehicle said, Let's pray in tongues. So, yeah. Uh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help me get this. It was not part of my notes, but I'll, I'll, I'll get I think it's important to mention it here. You remember now, you see the curse that was pronounced upon these people, this family. But God. Thank you, Father. Mm, okay. Thank you, Lord. That's fine. I didn't see it, but I, I may bring it. 
then on Friday. But, but you see, King Asa also had what? Peace in his time. All right? Because, did you read that? All of it, yeah? We did. With this Second Chronicles 14, 1, 7. We did about King Asa, and we saw the peace. Did you read all of it? No, we didn't finish. Okay, let's, let's go back there. Second Chronicles 14. So he reigned and brought down, yes, we hadn't finished. But look at this, verse, verse 4. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandment. That's all others, otherwise, keep the word of God. And it goes to the next one. He also removed the high places and the incense altars from the cities of Judah, and the kingdom was quiet under him. And what follows next, verse 6? And he did what? Build. Quietness, rest, building, prospering. Forget that. Quietness, rest, building, prospering. And he built fortified cities in Judah, for the land had what? Rest. He had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest. If we could build, he could build. I think I rest my case in the thing about building, in the thing about peace and building for, for, for our nation. We need peace in our nation. Okay, now let's go to uh, Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Let's start from verse 1. I want you to see something because you usually go to verse 11. In fact, you usually don't go, you say it. You post it on status. <laughs> now, now, look at this. Now, these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah, the prophet of God, sent from Jerusalem to the reminder the remainder of the elders who are carried away captive. Remember, they had been carried captive. And he sends them a letter to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. So he sends a letter. Then in captivity, Jeremiah sends a letter to them. This happened after Jeconiah, the king, the queen mother, the eunuchs, the princess of Judah, and Jerusalem, the craftsmen, and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. Look at verse 3. The letter was sent by the hand of Elasa, <clears throat> the son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, the son of Wilkiah, whom was Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord of us, the God of Israel, to all who are carried away captive, whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to, Bab to Babylon, God says I've caused them too. Why was that? Because of their sin. Build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters that they may be increased there and not diminished. What is he protecting? His seed. All right? 
Now look what, what follows. They are in captivity. They are in Babylon. He's giving them instructions. And the instruction, this is very important. And seek the peace of the city. Can you think about as, a, as Kenyans, I'm, I'm giving example. As Kenyans, you being taken away into captivity into Nigeria. All of us for 50 million. An example. Okay? It don't happen. Now, then, Jeremiah has been left behind. And some people are left. Some few. So then he writes a letter and says, come on, Kenyans who are there, do this. Marry. Build houses there. And this is the reason. He says, because it will be 70 years before this captivity is over. But there are prophets there in, 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 in Babylon, the, the Jews, who said, that says the Lord, you are, we are coming out. In other words, they were causing even rebellion there. That's, Nebuchadnezzar could have destroyed the whole city of God's people because of false prophets. Okay, let, let's go back over here and see. So that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city which have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For, his peace, for in his peace you will have peace. I'm shouting over here. For in the peace, in the peace of this nation, you will have peace. And look at this. This was naturally hate these people. They've taken you captive. Hate them. God said, no, no. Seek for the peace of the city. For in their peace, in his peace, you'll have peace. And what is it? Now build. You can't have weddings uh, when, when there is turmoil. With this ring, I be wed. It's the token of my faith. For, for, come on. You can leave the bride at the, at the altar. You, you can't do that. Now look at this then. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you. No, listen to your dreams which you cause to be, you, which you cause to be dreamed. The people who cause to, be, to dream. The people who do that. Nilona, nilona, nilkuona. Nilkuona. Someone ever said yes, years ago, uh, uh, that, I think that was 2007. Oh, each year was that Sheila, that, that, that lady who came and, and told Sheila that that associate of Pastor Zwed and Carla, which one? Davis Kimor. I saw him in, in a dream, in a vision. He practices witchcraft. Pray, pray, my sister, pray. <laughs> huh? Okay, so I think at some point she was given even a, a vision. Uh, is that so, Sheila? You're given written vision of that lady. They pray me out. Do you know the reason why that lady did that? I mean, she had spirits. I was asked, she used to be supported by, you know, the, the ministry. But then at some point you review when the year begins, you realize, why are we supporting this lady? So who's called, who's told by Pastor Wade to check out? It's me. So I find out why, I realize, no, really there's no need of supporting this lady. 
she needs to work. So we gave her some time and then the support ended and then now I'm the one who's practicing witchcraft. She started having dreams. Anyway, so I was called into a meeting. I'm thinking, what are we call, why are we called here? And then Sheila is there and then this lady is there and Pastor Wade is here. So tell me, you've called my associate uh, saying that he practices witchcraft. Uh, what? Which associate now who's been practicing? <laughs> I'm in a meeting with Pastor Wade and Sheila. And she's looking. And I said, would you tell me why you say such a thing? Do you think your pastors, Pastor Wade, Pastor um, Carl and I, are not able to hear God concerning our own staff, concerning my own associate? Would you answer me? I don't, I don't remember. She didn't actually. She stood up. <laughs> left. Just left. And I thought, wow, what has been happening? I had no idea. People who do what? Cause to be dreaming. Nimeona. Anyway, I won't go into dreams tonight. But look at this verse 9. For they prophesy what? False, falsely. There are so many nowadays. There are so many nowadays. On YouTube. Oh my goodness. They prophesy falsely to you, to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. And then he says this. For that says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, you're telling them, seek for the peace of this. Don't listen to false prophets. Don't listen to false prophets, church. Even in this, in this hour. Listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord. Let me tell you something. I've been in prayer and I've been listening to the Lord. He quickened this yesterday. Listen to the Lord and pray for the peace of this government so that you may build and prosper. Listen to the Lord, not to our to political affiliation. Listen to the Lord. That's critical. God wants us to build and to prosper. I want that. I want in the, this five years or so just have a wonderful, if, if not wonderful, homes. Plural. We want that. We want that. Let's pray for, for, for our nation. Let's pray for this government. That's, that's critical. And then I'll wind up with this before we pray tonight. Let's go to First Timothy chapter 2. It's in the prayer guide, verse 1 to 6. I'm reading from the New King James Version. I have now to speak very fast and I've finished very fast so that I can pray very fast. <laughs> Therefore, Remember what you are looking for in this nation? Peace. Peace and rest so that you can do what? Build and prosper. Build and prosper. <clears throat> first Timothy 2, 1, 6. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for how many men? For all men, for kings and all who are in authority, for kings and all those who are in authority, that you may lead a quiet 
and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. You see that? That's not a new old covenant thing. Quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And then he says this, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. This is what God wants for his people. Peace and quietness. And listen to this. Who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Actually, when there is peace and quietness and rest in a nation, it's important for the preaching of the gospel. We can't be preaching. We can't even be meeting here to pray when they are all, you know, people shooting all around. We can't. We can't. Anyone who's ever been caught by, by you know, in, in, in the chaos, maybe one time riots in town, ever? How did he feel? How did he feel? You, oh, you don't want that. Thank God they've never found me anyway. <laughs> but that, that's, that's terrible. You never want that. And then, then he says this. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Very important tonight. We pray, asking, pray for the peace of this, this, this government. We want that. All right? That's what the Lord had put inside of me to to be able to speak with you. And I want us to pray tonight. Will you put there, please, a second, again, uh, uh, Chronicles 7.14. And if you can all stand up, please, and get ready to pray. <clears throat> How much I really do appreciate you coming over here on such a day uh, for us to pray. And I really encourage you. We Again, do this together on Friday. Friday sometimes it can take a little longer. What do you think? And then Wednesday, uh, to be considerate to you. But uh, I hope I've sown some seeds that if you meditate and listen to the Lord, that they will mark you and will help you actually in your prayer time. So if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I was, I was before the Lord praying really for the nation. And the depth of wickedness and evil, we even don't know. We can only pray by faith and believe the Holy Spirit to, to lead us. We don't know. Especially, think about this, Dr. Chris, especially because of the love of money. People have lost lives because of the love of money. It's the root of all evil. And in our nation, it's... And let me tell you something. Also in the church, the Church of Christ in our nation, that has been there. Not, to, not all, all, but that has been there. Wickedness. God wants to heal our land. God wants us to, to, to experience peace. 
Let's lift our hands to him as we pray this evening. And I really want you to be free and, and listen to the spirit of God as we pray. Father, we have come as we are in your presence this evening. As your people who you have called by your name and we humble ourselves. Father, we have been in prayer and fasting for this almost 21 days now. And we humble ourselves this evening and pray and seek your face. Father, as you impress my heart and I know how you quickened it yesterday morning. How we need to pray for peace and rest of this government and of our nation. We humble ourselves, Father, and turn from our, our wicked ways. Again, the things that have happened in this nation, Father, we are guilty because we are people. We are your people. We ask you, as we humble ourselves, to forgive our sins. Forgive our sin in this nation. Of every effort to depart from you, Father, we ask you to forgive us. We forgive us and cleanse us with your precious blood. For the healing of our land, all the atrocities, all the violations of your word, our Heavenly Father, all that is caused by the love of money and power, we ask you, Father, to forgive us and to cleanse us. As we take these moments, we have the Holy Spirit as our help. Holy Spirit of God, we don't know how to pray as we ought, but you help us, praying even with groanings and sighs that we don't have even words to express, but you are helping us. I pray for that help of the Holy Spirit all over this sanctuary. Hallelujah, hallelujah.